for clocking in to Becoming a Better Nurse podcast. I'm Rebecca. And Aaron. Together, we like to offer ideas, conversations, and solutions to help educate, elevate, and empower nurses. All right, so I screwed up big time the other day, and I felt really bad about it. And I wanted to share it with everybody because I have a feeling that we can all relate to messing up. And you have a quote that you say that failure is your best teacher. Yeah, failure is is the best teacher. I thought we would start with that and share it and share my story. I mean, how do you learn if you don't fail? I know. So get this. The other day, I got a patient. She was marked for surgery. She was a neuro patient and she was very crazy very hard to uh deal with you know moaning and crying over exaggerated everything which is very typical for neuro patients so i have a lot to do in the next hour before she goes to surgery and i'm prepping her and so with her not being cooperative obviously i can't get consent from her so there's a lot of things i have to do i have to make sure her working iv is working which she needed to which she didn't have so i had to put another iv in i had to call four of her family members well sorry three of her family members because no one could consent to who could be the spokesperson and give consent fully so until that time we had to call everyone to make sure we were all on the same page then I had to, of course, just make sure she was stable and get all of her pre-op meds together. And um, so, long story short, I get everything done, type and cross her, get all that stuff. I sent her off to surgery, and I had gotten consent from everybody. So we had done the proper consent. I had looked in the computer and done the proper consent. She goes off to surgery, and I get a call that um, from the OR nurse, and she says, Rebecca, what side was the patient's supposed to have it says the right side correct and I'm like yeah so they so she says to me the patient was marked on the wrong side and I'm like are you are you really so she wasn't in the OR yet so we run I run over there and yep sure enough she's got a marking yes but it's on the left side of her head and I verified with the consent we verified and then I ran into the surgeon and I said hey just so you know your consent says right side in the computer is it the right side or the left side? He goes, yes, it is the right side. I just marked her on the wrong side. And he said he's going to go and mark her correctly. So I said, okay. So anyway, very close sentinel event. We it was a near miss. And it made me realize that it happens to everybody. And you need I need to go back to the basics for what I know I have learned over time in my life, and that is slow down, take your time, and make sure you're doing things right. Because I have messed up, and every time I've messed up, it's been because I've been in a hurry, and I I put things, my, my habit is to put things, once I don't worry about them anymore, I put them on the back burner because I have so much to do that I that I put the stuff that I already figured out in the back of my mind and I'm in such a hurry and I don't go back to it and I have learned over time that I need to slow down so what happened I went and I didn't I looked back and it was I was had so many other things going on and I didn't take the time and that's why mistakes happen and that's why I think failure is your best teacher because it teaches you what could you do better for me Every time I made a mistake, it's because I was in too much of a hurry. But 
That's happened to me too. I've had a lot of mistakes when I'm, I don't slow down and think before I do things. We had a, a case this week where, well, it was a TPA case and I was micromanaging the shit out of everything, and which was already number one, the wrong thing to do. And we were rushing everything. And number two, you, you could rush things if you know how to do it consistently. But because it was a new process, we rushed through it. We failed to do a couple of assessments prior to them going to CT. And then when we had to pull the meds and mix the medication, we were just all over the place trying to rush to get the blood pressure down, trying to rush to mix, sending several people to get several things. And it was such a huge cluster. But uh, Rebecca makes a good point about just slowing down. Slowing down thinking before you instead of just reacting. So instead of reacting, you have to learn how to respond to things. That's a different concept. And I remember, I don't have any big failures in my life. I have just a buttload that have shaped who I am and things that I've learned from. I can't say it was like, oh, this was the marking moment of I failed here and my life changed. It was mostly um, small changes over time. And with those small changes, small failures, you learn how to adapt and, and and sometimes it takes the same failure over and over again before you realize that you need to change something or, or learn from it oh my god yeah i mean how many times i you think you think what you know is right and you were you were so stubborn in your mentality to change because it's not failing you're not failing it's just the system's wrong or something like that right like um it's just like with me and speeding. I love to go fast because I'm so impatient when I drive. And I don't know how many speeding tickets I got before I finally realized that it's not the police's fault for catching me speeding. It's I'm failing to follow the rules and failing. And I know that's not failure per se, but it's like you just, it's going back to you do the same thing over and over again until you finally realize that what you're doing isn't working. And don't they have that phrase? Um, insanity when you continue to do the same thing and expect a different result it's called insanity yeah it's the insanity is basically doing the same thing over and over and over again expecting to get a different result yeah <laughs> speaking of speeding there were some studies that said that like if you, if you speed like let's say you're doing a uh, not a long distance but let's say i don't know 30 miles or if you go through the city with lights, if speeding only saves you like two minutes based on the distance. If you're doing long distance, it's a different story. If you're going from, let's say, Tampa to Miami or you know, 300 plus miles, that's a different story if you speed. But if you're doing it in, in city, inner city or going to work, it only saves you like two to five minutes. It's really not a big thing. Speeding doesn't really save you any time, period. Because even long distance, if you're going 70 miles per hour and it's 60 miles, you're going, six, you're going what, 60 miles in an hour, but you're going 70 miles per hour. So now you're going to cover, you're only saving 10 minutes. The point That's is, it. you're increasing your risk of getting caught by the police, getting into an accident, causing somebody else to get an accident. For what? Something that's not even that beneficial. So you get to work and two to five minutes earlier or you know you're late and you save five minutes is it really worth it and just, and you gotta ask yourself that also when you take care of patients and you're in a rush you know if there's an emergency can you take an extra 30 seconds to a minute to save you an extra 30 to an hour worth of work because I, I found myself now with this tpa patient <laughs> catching myself with a bunch of other crap that 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 i'm being asked about the day after because if we would have only taken a split second to a couple of minutes, to, a minute or so to just 
reassess, think before we proceeded, we would have not had to deal with this crap that I'm dealing with a day or two later. I know. Well, you know, we were talking about, we wanted this topic to be about failure. And I know that we're talking a lot about mistakes and near misses, but those to me are failures because I could have been better. And that's how you learn. I mean, obviously, if you, obviously, we're not saying go go ahead and just fail on purpose. You don't want to kill somebody. No, I don't. I want you to learn that coping with your failure is that we're just trying to teach you a coping with your failure because everybody fails and it's not, and it's not the end of the exactly. world and it's not, and you can turn it into a teaching moment. And it's not if you're going to fail, it's when, when you're you fail, fail because you are going to fail in, in, in said terms, you're going to make mistakes and it's up to you and your character to decide if that's going to shape you, make you be a better person or it's going to cause you to just be stubborn and, and, and not learn from it. Well, how many times have you taken a test and you get a wrong answer and you learn more from the wrong answer? Yeah, why? Because they'll give wrong? a rationale for it and stuff like that. And that's to me, that's how I learned. That's how I got my CCRN. I just did a but a buttload of questions, and every time I got one wrong, I read the rationale, and it was I like, with thousands of questions, and it became I got more learning in that time than I did in the any other studying I've ever done. It was all my wrong answers. I don't think I learned like well I learned from um, well I mean I'm a little bit different what I, I ended up taking the NCLEX like two or three times I keep I, I forget two or three it, two or three it was probably three <laughs> <laughs> but you know I came from I came from a a pretty I would say kind of smart middle school and high you're school. a smart person yeah. you didn't fail because you couldn't you don't you don't know you're dumb no and I, I came from the IB uh, program for for both middle and high school and so a lot of the court the tests you would take in college it was just it was just easy so you would just not think twice you figure out how to look at patterns and answer them properly but when it came to the end class that really kicked my ass so the first time I fell I'm like yeah it was just uh, you know, it was it was it, it was it was a system issue so I'll just do it again not studying I didn't study Maybe I looked at a couple of things and then I took it again and I, was, I failed again. I was like, "Oh my god, this uh, this is uh, I need to really hunker, joke." Yeah, I need to really hunker down and really re realize what what the hell am I doing wrong? Because boy, I was stubborn. I didn't, I didn't even need, I, mean, I didn't think the first time failing was gonna make me learn. It, it, it took the second time and then I had to take a remedial to make sure I, I passed a third time and finally the third time I passed. But what did it take? Hundreds of <laughs> hundreds of dollars more time away from from Not practicing from practicing to what to, and it was so stressful long story short always take the first mistake as a as a big red flag in a in a megaphone that says stop and learn from this situation yeah well number one the NCLEX is no joke it, there's no test like that even in school they try to tell you to they try to give you tests that mimic it and it's just not the right it's weird i have to say yeah. but number two yeah i mean i have the biggest failure with even like um a car accident you have a big car accident and you all you had was that split second decision and it just changed the whole course of your day or the course of your months the next few months depending on how bad it is and it's just front. It's just crazy how you look back and you're like, if only I would have done this, you know. And like 
it's like Monday Monday morning quarterbacking or yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. We all it all those phrases come from the fact that there's been failures and mistakes, and you learn from them. That's the whole yeah. crux. You so, have to learn from them. So, so I think number one, the first thing you need to know is that failures will happen, and then number two is how do you react to failures? And the point is, you don't react; you respond to them. Reacting is emotional and. And that doesn't serve anybody, but responding is thoughtful and methodical, and you can actually uh, not repeat the same mistake again if you decide to respond differently whenever it happens again. That, I like that phrase. And then number three is, um, so you're aware of it, you respond to it, and then number three is learn from it. You learn from it. I mean, Readjust when I- just your trajectory. Correct. Yeah, you're, you adjust your tra- if, you know, if you're driving down the street and you're driving 100 miles per hour in a rocky road, you're going to slow down a little bit because that's going to be less, less stress on your car. It's going to help you not stress out as much. And it's going to help you focus more. When I first started nursing, I, I, th- I believe I made a lot of mistakes. I rushed a lot of things. I, my assessment wasn't complete as it could have been. Um, Anytime the patient wanted something, I always wanted to make sure I pleased them. And you realize that, you know, you're doing all these things and not taking some time to, to realize and prioritize. You're going to burn yourself out as well if you don't take the time to just slow down, think about what you're doing, and then go from there. Yeah, I had a major um, failure in my mind when I, um, and major means they made changes because of it. Now, it wasn't just probably my mistake, but. I was in a rush and I had hung a heparin bag. I think I've talked about this before. It was a 250 bag of heparin drip. Um, it's all weight-based. You know, you titrate it and you do labs every six hours. I'm sure it's pretty standard most um, across the nation. And I hung a new bag. No big deal. They were therapeutic. I was going to do one in the morning. And then four like four hours later the bag rings dry. I'm like, oh my God, right? So clearly it went from I didn't I didn't change I had to adjust the rate I adjusted it to 55 and not five and so it went it you know 10 times as fast as what it's supposed to and I remember thinking um, how horrible I felt because I was in a rush and it wasn't even a big rush it was like the dumb buttons were sticking on the pump and you know you, you hit it a couple times and you're like um, why aren't you hitting you know and it's just it's just one of those things it's um, I had to call the doctor we had to you know obviously do some labs I had to report it as an event and then ended up being that we needed two nurses to sign off your drip changes after in the computer after that now I'm sure I wasn't the first one but that was enough of a problem that they reviewed the incident report and they made adjustments for it and I felt really bad because um, that highlighted my mistake to me and I don't like that and then number two I felt again whenever I'm in a rush that's when problems happen but when I take my time and I do things correct you know I make sure things are done correctly I make I do stellar care and I don't make mistakes and in fact I feel very confident in my care in my report when I'm done like I had a there was a friend of ours you know her too she was always in a rush, always in a rush. And she's like drawing labs and she missed, she must have labeled the patient's tubes wrong like three times. And that's like a huge write up, like one time's bad. She did it three times. And we're like, we're like, slow 
down. We had to counsel her and we're like, I don't know how many more, we can't do your work for you. Slow down. But, I mean. Well, that's good that you catch somebody and they're, (laughs) I mean, they're messing up and you tell them that they need to slow down. That's, That's pretty good. I mean, some people don't. She stopped, she stopped drawing labs by herself because she just had to self be self-aware and she didn't know, she didn't trust herself to be enough self, self-aware enough. Yeah. It was really, we actually, I think we made her draw labs with someone else watching. And then are you confident enough? It was to, her action plan. Then are you confident enough to tell somebody else that they're make, they're about to make a mistake or that or in the middle of them making a mistake that they should probably rethink it? That's, that's well, hard. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that... When you can get someone else involved to help you, that's always, you know, helpful. I think in the long run, I would hope she wouldn't know that we were just trying to save her job and we weren't double, we weren't questioning her value as a nurse. You know, sometimes when you're doing codes and you, you when I first started and doing compressions, um, you always, you question yourself whether you're doing them long enough or hard enough. When, when you do the ACLS and the BLS testing and with the, uh, with the computers and the education, They'll tell you, hey, you need to slow down. You need to, and there's reasons for that because n- number one, studies show that the more effective you are, the better. It's always better to catch things in real time, so you're not hurting the patient more than actually helping them out. When I when I started my internship program with critical care, the person that was pre-accepting me, I don't know if they were just in a rush or they were they had a lot of things in their head, but the patient's blood pressure was extremely elevated and we needed to hang a drip um and so uh, this is my first rodeo with with uh, critical care internship but i had studied prior to going in just to kind of get used to the drips and understand what's going on and this this person and we're still friends don't get me wrong and we actually get along really well but she, uh, she hung a, a drip, a levofed drip, and mind you, the blood pressure was really high. The concern was we needed to bring the blood pressure down. So obviously, you're not going to bring it down with levofed. And I was, you know, I, I first started, and I had no idea about anything. I just, just book smart. And I was just like, oh, levofed, what, where did I read that from? Oh, yeah, doesn't it increase blood pressure? I didn't say this to her, but I said it out loud. And then I, you know, I, I, she... She was about to hang in, and then I was, and I asked her, "Hey, isn't levofed?" And I was just questioning because I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Isn't levofed um, supposed to increase the blood pressure? And she looked at it, looked at me, and she kind of like realized that she was about to make a mistake. Obviously, the right drug to use was the cardine, was a cardine um, medication, cardine bag, and yeah, we talked about it afterwards. She's like, "Yeah, we, <laughs> we almost fucked up there." <laughs> We almost fucked up there, um, but it was, man, it was, if I wouldn't have said anything, who knows what would have happened. That would have really sucked, have but, you know, we're still buddies. I mean, I never, you know, I never told, you know, it's basically a good catch, yeah. you know. Well, she clearly didn't um, care about her pride. She cared more about the patient's safety, and then number two, she was an, hopefully an experienced enough nurse to know that you know, you got to move on because she knew better and she's really about the patient. So. Yeah. So I, I can tell you a, sh- a buttload of mistakes that have happened throughout our nursing career, not even with us, with other people in general. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we've witnessed them all. Failure to me is where I I sometimes stay. This is. I what... had a very unhealthy relationship with failure for a while because I uh... would... 
I would um, hold on to it. I would recycle it in my brain. I held on to it, this failure, because I wanted to be better. I wanted to be so much better than what I my failure. It's losing battle, though. It was horrible. And You're- you... You just the regret and the. I don't know. The, you need to learn that at an. At an I feel you need to learn that at an early age because, you you nobody's perfect and you're constantly failing from the moment you're born. I know, I, mean, I know, but I wanted to not fail. My goal was to not fail, be perfect, you know. And when I started failing, and I realized that it wasn't the end of the world, it took me a while, but I because I held on to those failures. And it was an unhealthy teaching. I mean, I, I, I learned from it, but I, it was unhealthy for a while. And if anything I could stress enough is I looked around and I realized that I wasn't the only one that made the mistake. And I wasn't the only one making mistakes around. And in fact, I helped some people not make mistakes as they helped me not make mistakes. And I realized over time, pathetically slower than I should have, I learned that failure is 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 okay a lot of times these topics we we talk about during the podcast you know they're nice to hear about but and and you think oh yeah these are for you guys but a lot of times they're for us as well it's for rebecca and i it's like yeah this is something that we need to uh to learn oh my god yeah i mean i sometimes wish we could we could just ramble on and on about it but you guys would be bored about listening to all so, of our fa- so again to recap failure number one is that it's going to happen number two instead of reacting to it you need to re- respond to it and then number three make sure um you learn from them because if you don't you're just going to keep on repeating the same thing over and over and again the term for that is insanity yeah and you, well you don't um, help anybody you definitely don't help yourself no are you too stubborn to want to change some people are. Some people I don't think, think they're doing anything wrong. I think, though, to help you with your um, response and change something about your failure, learning from your failure, I think that if you're having trouble with that, I think you can have find a mentor or find a coworker, somebody who you value that can give you some positive and good feedback. You can even talk to us about it. We can help you. And when I was a CN3, we would do action plans for people if they had done a mess up or a failure. And those were meant to help you understand how you can improve. And it wasn't meant for punishment. You know, a lot of people did think it was. But the action plan gave you the steps necessary that we felt would help you to to redirect your energy and redirect your um, actions so that you weren't going to make that mistake again. So that's something I would say you can do on your own time if you learn that you've made a mistake or the mistake or failure has been a big it's weighing on you how you find out how you can make changes small subtle changes so that it doesn't happen again especially if you have repetitive failure and i don't think failure is just nursing tasks that you do maybe not being wise enough or knowledgeable enough about certain medications it could also be for example um how you how you treat a patient how you react to how a patient uh, treats you so you can definitely make mistakes and you know i guess the term is politics because you can certainly say say the wrong thing the patient might interpret it the wrong way and then they'll be complaining about you and that's just not going to help you out sometimes it's better uh, to just be quiet not react to to insults or anything like that obviously you need to have a a line of self-respect for yourself so that you're not being um, disrespected if there's violent behavior that needs to be addressed immediately but 
you know, if you're taking care of somebody who's neurologically impaired, they sometimes they can't control what they're saying, depending on what what area of the brain that it, it affects. Um, and you can't just sit there argue <laughs> arguing with somebody. <coughs> it's like you're arguing with a toddler. Yeah. Well, that's a failure in itself when you allow your boundaries to be breached to the point where you're um, making a mistake by getting engaged with the wrong patient or in the wrong conversation or with the wrong family member. So, And those, be, be moldable. Be, be wise enough to know that you're not perfect and you can always learn from somebody else. <clears throat> because if you're stubborn, you're going to keep on making the same mistake. And that's not good, not for yourself or for anybody else. You know what? My favorite lesson to learn from mistakes is when it's someone else's mistake and then you learn from that. Yeah, that is really good. It's, it's like somebody must have like, oh, and then you're like, you know, nobody wants to admit it, oh but like God. you would have probably made the same mistake. I know. Hear, I'm like. You hear about it and you're like, oh my God. Like, Thank God that happened uh, to them. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, I'm never going to do that. Or yeah. like something like you didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, and then all of a sudden you, you learn huge <laughs> amounts from someone else's mistakes. I don't know about you guys, but. I, I've had that happen to me um, <laughs> every month. <laughs> yeah, plenty of times for sure. Okay, so let's wrap things up, right? Mm-hmm. We've been talking for 20-something minutes. Again, to repeat, for the third time, people, number one <laughs> is failures are going to happen. It's part Absolutely. of life. I mean, it's not even a part of nursing. It's just a part of life. Yeah, yeah so it's going to happen. Number two is how do you react to this to those failures are you reacting or are you responding and the goal is to respond to them not to react mm-hmm. and we're all humans we're all emotional it's gonna happen we're gonna react a lot of times but signs of maturity are when you stop learning to react and learning how to respond uh, and then number three is once you realize that they are gonna happen and you're gonna respond to them is to learn to learn from them because they're gonna keep on happening over and over and over again until you decide to put a stop to it and decide with your actions you're going to move instead of moving this way you're going to move that way um and then number four i would say is definitely get somebody who's a good accountability partner somebody you can be vulnerable with so that they can be and somebody that can be honest with you not 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 nasty and an asshole but somebody who can actually tell you where you truly are making mistakes and they can see things not not from your point of view but in a neutral point of view Maybe somebody that you don't work with, somebody that's not, that's part of the profession, but not within your own scope and, and work culture. Somebody that can see things from a from a bird's eye view and tell you, hey, are you for sure doing the right thing, or do you need to go and apologize, or do you need to make sure you do this and do that? Somebody that can certainly talk to you um, in that way, and that's going to help you in 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 reaching the next level of of your career. Well said. Time to clock out. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please hit the like button and subscribe. Stat. Follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Becoming a Better Nurse. Until next time.